0: How's everybody everybody doing today? This is uh, Pastor Smith with Look God We Made It podcast, also St. Confederate's Ministry. Today I got my friend Joseph here. He's going to tell us all about his... How are you? Doing good. All right. So where do you want to start? Uh I I mean we can start wherever you like I just you know, just going through a lot of life with life of you know, as we talked to you about before and you know, I've just uh, my my message is just for everybody out there that's um you know, struggling with addiction, struggling with life itself and you know, and what it is is where we put our life with God. You know, we all we all know we have a higher power. And my higher power being God is where my life is and it's where it started. It's where it's all began and you know, it goes back to my childhood, you know, um uh, growing up in small towns where everybody knows everybody, you know, <laughs> everybody's the talk of the town. You know, growing up and growing up in small communities where in Oklahoma, that's where I'm from, I'm from a little town in Blair, Oklahoma. Um I I uh grew up in church, you know, there's a church on every street corner in Blair, Oklahoma. Uh so I, I grew up in a Baptist church and uh I I we moved from out to my parents, you know, they met in I believe it was nineteen eighty and but I was with in the military. He in the Air Force here, he was out to Safe and Um so we we I never knew my biological my dad, I never knew who he was and and never met him. Um so I, I've always had Doug who is my dad. He he uh I remember like yesterday sitting there the day that I asked him if I could call him Dad. I was we were eating oak or uh sugar rice or it was, he made us some sugar ice that day. And I remember sitting at the table and asking him if I could call him dad and he's been my dad ever since. You know, I'm forty six years old. I'll, uh, I'll be forty seven in August. Um, growing up a little town in Blair it was very uh it's like there's no outsiders, you know, you have to be from where, or, or you know, people just, it's always been that way, you know, everybody real close knit, family, community. So we went, we moved, we were kind of the outsiders, we moved there, we came, moved from houses. this Christmas, and I remember around Christmas time, because our, while we were moving, the process of moving to our new home for Christmas, uh, our house had gotten robbed in and heard the and started the and I remember, what brought me what, where my, my, I guess my God calling when he came and I knew that we got it, was God, uh, the churches, a lot of the churches had reached out. And the first, first one being the first Baptist church in Blair, they came and donated a bunch of stuff to, to me and my brother for Christmas. And that's when I started, you know, checking in and looking inside. I was, I was, I was little, I was just, uh, eight years old and, uh, so I went to the first place of Church. I had, I went to the RA's program. I had an RA's program where we did pioneer therapy cars, and I started doing cars. and, uh, I got in real close with, you know, a lot of the elders there, a lot of the gentlemen, the older gentlemen were in the RA's, the leaders. And, and, you know, just remember like yesterday, all these guys were just, they were, they knew God. They they just talked about it and they could teach me wild verses. They, I'd start reading the Bible and learning the Bible verses and, uh, you know, while I was doing all this stuff, I I befriended a lot of people. It was a, a elderly couple, you know. Like she, her name was she was like the she was like the grandmother. She uh she kind of took me under her wing, and her husband Big, he'd take me fishing. I remember he was with our A group and we were fishing a lot. And so they kind of they took me in, and they were like like grandpa- grandparents, like grandparents I've never had. And uh, so they started picking me up every every Wednesday, I'd go to church, and every every Sunday they pick me up every Sunday morning, Sunday evening and go to church. I just live down the road from us. So uh I got baptized in 1985. I accepted Jesus in my heart, and, he, he, you know, accepted that he died on the cross for my sins, and it was, and it's a debt that I can never repay God for. God, you know, he's made the ultimate sacrifice. So, you know, and, and with all the stuff that I've gone through in life, God has been with me. God has been with me through it all. Uh I, uh, you know, went through school growing up. You know, went to Blair, went to my eighth grade year, and then I transferred over to houses And houses and Blair are two different worlds. You know, the Alex's Air Force Base being here, there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of people, a lot of demographics, a lot of people from all over the world here. So, you know, going up with kids here, it's different. It's like it was diverse but still separated. It's still, you know, there's you have your groups. The groups would all hang out with each other, and that that's just the way it was around here. You know, everybody's. Had their own little cliques. So, you know, I, I grew up, you know, being a military kid, With well, me and my brother, we never went without. My dad made sure to take care of us. He took care of our family. He's always been a good man. He's done what, you know, what I, I've always pictured a, a husband, a father would do, you know, to take care of his family. And my dad's a hard worker. He's, you know, I have have no complaints about how he took care of our family and how he still does to this day. But uh he, um so... You know, growing up, I was pretty popular with kids in school in Blair. I played baseball. My dad was an umpire for the baseball team. You know, we were, we were well-known in Blair. So when we went to Auschwitz, I kind of carried that same uh, energy with me. You know, I got, I got to Auschwitz. I got in with everybody. I'm, you know, I'm a talker, of course. I I, <laughs> I don't know strangers. So, you know, anybody I talk to, sometimes it would be God coming up in conversation. You know, there would be stuff happening. But I was really – and I got in with First Baptist Church. I got in the First Baptist Church at uh, Auschwitz. I started going to youth group there and, uh, with youth group there, I met a lot of good people and, uh, they it just, I just grew with the communities, you know, everybody knew who it was. I knew everybody and, you know, it's just, I was, I was playing sports, you know, I was in soccer, I played soccer in high school and, you know, and when it came to Alphys, uh, you know, a lot of that, that's where I kind of started growing with being able to Visit with people and talk to people, and and start, you know start getting more comfortable talking about God too, uh, because I, I started seeing you know that He was everything that I was going through and everything that I had gone through. I, you know, he brings. I got the saying where God brings it to us to go through it with us, and He does. Uh, you know I've seen so many people, so many lives changed with with God. It's 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 a blessing to be able to see people and see God at work. I mean. He works in every one of our lives every single day. And I think and, – and what I've learned is to grow up, growing up as I get older with him and get my relationship closer to him, I thank him every day. I wake up every day thanking him for everything that's happened throughout my life because I know every, every everybody wants to say, well, it's either a lesson or a blessing. Well, life is the lesson, and that is the blessing. He's given us a life to, to grow and learn, and he gives us learning. I mean, all these things, they're – I don't know, you know, being close to God, I've lived by blind faith. I, I, I read the Bible. I, you know, as most most of us, I'm guilty. You know, I skim the Bible. I, I read certain verses that, that day, or, you know, that I feel are what he's he's a message that he's meant for me that day. So when I, uh, it's when i when I thank him like that and I do that, I, I, the blessings blessings are every day. So. Every lesson I go through every day is that blessing that he's given to me. Some of them are hard. Some of the lessons that we go through in life are very hard. I uh, have had a lot of heartache. I've had a lot of, you know, I've been through a lot of relationships and I've lost people that I've loved, um, everything that's, but, you know, it's all for a purpose and reason and that God's, you know, we, we're not to question those reasons and I don't, you know, everything I know that I've gone through is for his purpose and. Uh, and he doesn't waste the hurt, you know. Every pain that we feel, every hurt that we feel, everything we go through in life is meant for his purpose, and the purpose is our messages, our messages that we have we can go out every day and save someone's life. And, and we carry out his word and know that, hey, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how hard it gets, just know you're going to get through it with God. With God, all things are possible. Yeah, you know, That's one of my favorite Bible verses. Uh, it's a life verses I use And the other one is I can change all things with Christ who strengthens me um, You know, in order Those are two two of the good ones for me in my life That I use for Bible verses And I, I live by them But the third one, which is most importantly One of the most important ones is For God so loved the world that he gave his only God's son And whoever believes forever in believe him shall not perish But have everlasting life John 3.16 You know, the only way to God is through Son, and we have to accept the fact that it is a fact. We've seen it. We've witnessed it as with our own eyes. Our Lord and Savior being crucified on the cross for our sins. So you know, it's it's so wild for me. It's just how how people can say you know, question their God. Well, He sacrificed His Son, and he, we witnessed it. We were able to witness this happen. This act, this act happened, and He was told us that in three days He'd be resurrected. And we witnessed all this happen, and still, people—it's a question of whether or not they believe. And it's like a, it, it happened, so that's why I'm so close with God because I know that everything I've read, everything I've heard, that I listen to—you know, God—he weeds he things out. He lets you know that, that who's who's telling you the truth. You got—you got to be careful because Satan, Satan can mimic him. Satan can mimic things that you would lead you to believe that he's. Teaching the right things to you or telling you the right things. And you just have to be, and I always pray about it. Before I talk to people, i pray about what they're telling me, you know, and, you know, I did the same with you when you call and when we talked, when we met, you know, it was, it was God will always guide you as long as you, you, you got to trust him and give him all your control. And that's what blind faith is, just giving him everything, giving it all to him. And I do it daily. I do it daily, every day. And uh that's what I say, I mean all these paths that we have that we cross, people that come into your lives, uh, they're there for a reason. Don't ignore the signs, you know, that's what I tell everybody. Don't ignore the signs that you asked him to show you. You know, uh every day is a lesson and I learn from everybody. I've learned a lot from you, just from the little talks we've had, you know, just being able to just recognize certain things that uh go along with, you know, like I said about addiction and everything. Um me being being around here, there's not a lot to do in, in Southwest Oklahoma. Southwest Oklahoma is a little, pop, you know, little a little area. We're all like I say we're all family oriented around here, and the base, the Office Air Force Base, is probably the the biggest thing that holds all this little area together for, as far as jobs and everything go. Um, but uh, it, and like I said, with addiction, it's it's very it's it's tough because. We have a lot of people grow up here that we don't have a lot to do for kids. And we all, you know, most people I know, most of my friends, everybody gets caught up in something, They're, you know, drinking or something. Everybody has a vice, And, you know, growing up seeing that all my life, you know, I used to work work with guys that would drive around and would go work, and they'd drive around in the back roads drinking a six-pack water on their lunch break. And it's like that was normal, you know. It was something I grew up with. And I, these guys that I worked with, but I also looked up to, because they were people in the community that, that – they were they were somebody's, you know, they they own business owners and stuff like this, so you know, I didn't see it as anything being not normal. And uh but it was it was different being <laughs> i have never seen uh, I've been all over the place, you know, I joined the military uh right out of high school. Uh, when I got in the military, I got to meet a lot of different people, see people going to Virginia, going to basic training in Fort Sills, know, all these different people and uh I've always been around different cultures with people, and so I guess that's why, you know, here we do We have so many different cultures of people, and that's where the, the and they do, the addictions come in, because you get introduced to new things, you know, being a native of Southwest Oklahoma, we don't see those things all the time, it's not a daily thing until we get introduced to it, and it's like, uh, <laughs> a good friend of mine, she always tells me, she says, doing the most with the least. Well, it happens a lot here because you know the work around here, and it, you, if you get in the system here, you get in trouble getting in Southwest Oklahoma. You know, it's it's hard to get out of. Uh, I'm a uh, I've been in trouble since I uh, my addiction. Uh, I let my addiction do me instead of you know where I had years. I had been a functioning addict. Uh, I go to work, take care of my family. Uh, had you know started with my family, 19 years old. I had my first son, uh, Josh, uh, you know, I smoked pot then and I worked for a guy who worked for, worked a lot of hours I worked seventy-two two hours uh, a week. And, and it was just, I got introduced to methamphetamine at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'd come back from basic training and found out that big, that, uh, my second granddad there, he, he passed away well. It took it took a toll on me, and I, you know, come back from basic having a different mentality. You know, it it was try to it was hard to stay disciplined. I would learned how to be disciplined with structure through the military, but coming back and first thing right off the plane, get back and hearing, you know, my my best friends had passed away. You know, it was That's a lot going on. Um, yeah it, it was, and it, there was a lot at the time you know trying to stay focused with finishing up school, I just got back trying to see my girlfriend that i'd been been with through since eighth grade you know, and going started problems there with that, you know being gone, and it was a lot a lot was taking place you know at that time, and I ended up getting a job working, you know I was on a little break from the military stuff so I had a uh Finish up school. I, I was a junior when I joined the military, so I had to wait till my senior year to go finish out my schooling. So, all through my senior year, this is where I, I came back that summer, and uh, it was 1994. And I came back that summer and started working for this guy. He, he out of prison. He owned a greyhound kennel. Uh, he was. I had no idea, you know, the first time meeting I uh, what they call what I now the difference is there's inmates and there's convicts. Well convicts have been in prison, they've been convicted and they'll they'll tell you the difference. So and so I worked for this guy his name, but he uh he's fresh out of prison but he's you know so I met him and was working for him and I remember one morning coming in real tired. He you know he took care of me. He took me in his wing he got bailed me out of jail, I got and pulled over Previous, you know, he took care of me and paid me He paid me well and uh well one morning I remember coming out and he was telling me he'd been up all night and he'd been up on caffeine pills, quote unquote caffeine pills. I remember going into his, his room or going into the office there where we where we meet every morning before I go turn the dogs out and he opens up his drawer and he puts a big plate and it's massive. It's like a mountain of this white powder substance and you know, I didn't know I hadn't seen anything, any eighteen year old kid. You know and uh and he, he said, well, he says, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I told you about Captain Peele's it's what you've been doing. He says, you want to try it? I, that was my demise. You know, I, I, I had, I had at that instance, you know, sit, sitting back and looking at that now, that was where I had that choice. I made that decision to become a drug addict or not. And I, I just so, just an innocent kid, just not even thinking about it, i but, you know, it to be cool, I'm gonna fit in with my boss, he's taking care of me doing this, he's not gonna do anything to hurt me, so I I never I didn't know the effects or how it was gonna affect me long term through the rest of my life and and that's the day it started. Uh, he put out a big line there, it looked like the size of a pencil and I did it and I you know, not didn't feel anything, you know, gone, went out turned out the dogs, and I remember going to turn out the dogs and, and I remember my heart started racing just my body I started sweating and just everything was going so fast and uh, I got scared and nervous and went in and sat down. And, uh, I re- really, what had happened that. I had, had OD. I almost OD the very first time I've ever done drugs. The very first time I'd ever done drugs. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I nearly OD. I, uh, walked in and I was sitting on the couch and, uh, and he kept giving me a glass of water and a fan blowing on me. And he said, don't go to sleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. And, uh, I just, that's what I kept feeling like falling asleep. And, and uh, I made it through it, you know, I made it through it. And the only thing that saved my life was I remember when they they call it the drip. I remember when I caught the drip, I I gagged on it and spit it out. And luckily I caught that gag and spit Had I swallowed that, I probably wouldn't be here today. Um, But I remember that happening and he kind of eased me back into it. Well, Go on for a couple, It went on for a couple weeks. And I remember coming out of basic training. When I went into basic training, I can get back to this because it's kind of how, how quickly your life can change and how fast your appearance changes and you don't even know it. Uh, when I went to basic training, I weighed 142 pounds, soaking wet, just a little guy, 5'5". Uh, five five. Uh, I went into basic training in 1993. And uh, I uh, came out of basic weighing 198. I had done nothing but push-ups, sit-ups, and, and everything just – was getting healthy. And I, uh, so that was, I was weighing about 198 pounds. I was, I was healthy and built and and doing good when I first started this job. And uh, it wasn't probably a month later, you know, of continuous use and, and going out. Because Bud would take me, he'd take first experience with strip club and everything and take, you know, late night women and all that stuff. And it was all through the drug, through the drug world. He, how he lived and, and I didn't realize how big he was or what he was doing, you know, how how it was going on or what I'd actually walked into. Um he uh, he was going to, you know, get stuff and make you know manufacturing stuff, you know and it was it was a I didn't even realize any of it was taking place. I was just a I was just a user. I was just his employee. And uh a naive kid at this point too, you know. I remember Every time I'd do it with him when we'd go to do it, he would do it a different way. He'd always go to the bathroom. You know, I'd go to the bathroom. I'd never see how he did it. I never, you know, but kinda, I kind of, I got curious, and, and, you know, he was he was doing it an intravenously, and, you know, I was smart. I got curious, and, oh well, next thing you know, I was uh, a three-year drug addict on intravenous drug user. Uh, uh, I that one, that, one, that one time started us. A downward spiral for my life that it, it's been continued, you know, through my life up until recently. I, um, you know, I, people say there's functioning addicts and then there's career drug addicts. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but, uh, you know, uh, 30 year thirty year drug addiction. Um, and by the grace of God, I'm still here today to be able to tell everybody about it and be able to share my story because, like I say, God never wastes a hurt. And I know every thing that's happened to me going through this life has been for that purpose is to help people, you know, see it. it addiction, it, it's a lot of people would like to say it's a disease. People say, you know, it's a mentality. And it, it is. It's a choice. It's a choice to wake up every day to choose to be a drug addict. Uh, there are some people that are in addiction that didn't get a choice. And, you know, with prescription medications, I'm scared to death of them. I don't touch them, never have. Uh, I've seen too many... I've lost too many friends from them, and you know with fit and all taking over taking over right now, it's insane, uh yeah, you know, it scares me, I mean, you know, I'm afraid of the people that I know or have touched that stuff, you know, am I gonna have to go to a funeral next week or the next day or whatever because so many people are you hear about them dying from using stuff, it didn't take much to kill you, you know, so it, I didn't think about those things growing up when I was in my issue, you know just you know doing what I was doing uh. It, it's it's crazy how drugs are taken over, but the drugs that are taken over are, you know, most of them, uh, they're, they're prescribed. You know, it's, it's our, our our own, we're allowing it to happen to ourselves. You know, we, we it's we the people, you know, it's we have ultimate control over everything. We're supposed to have a word, we're supposed to have a say in our constitution, you know, and, and you know, a lot of people don't like to mix religion and po- politics. Well, I don't call myself religious. I I'm a believer. I believe, you know, and so I believe that what God's told me is here's what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, God's sitting back chastising us right now as a whole in in our country because we've gotten away from one nation under God. Uh this country was founded on God and I don't want to say founded on religion, but that's what it, words in the Constitution is freedom of religion. Um like say I'm a believer so uh, I don't have a denomination. I don't, I don't. I see God as being my Lord and You know, and Jesus being my Lord and Savior, and that's just that's what it is. Uh, so, I've had to learn with addiction, with my addiction, and going through all this stuff. You know, I've been in trouble. I've gotten in trouble after basic training, after all the stuff. I went to the military, got my drug addiction. Uh, I went. I was AWOL from from going to, to uh, my training because of drugs. Uh, I remember my uh, unit, they sent out the commander, came out to my house, came looking for me, and they were wondering what was going on. They're they talking about sending me to rehab and, and helping me get get right so I wouldn't mess up my military career, you know. And uh, So yeah, Lieutenant Wright, I'm going to forget this day, Lieutenant Wright came to the house and said, look, they're either going to show up with handcuffs or they're going to, you know, allow us to do this for you and I was option D, you know, I, this. I didn't want to go away in handcuffs, you know, I I'd always heard about the federal penitentiaries. Well, I didn't want to find out about it. <laughs> I you know, I'd been to the little county jail one time right before that and that was enough. Uh, for for having no lock driver's license and it was wild, but uh so I do you know, that happens. I get out, come back, uh going to work, I get married, have my son, I uh, So, you would think having having kids would, would make someone want change, but it's not. It's it's a want that's within you. It is only in you. Uh, no, your children can't make you quit. Your loved ones can't make you quit. No one can make you want to quit. You have to, it's self-initiated. It's something between you and your higher power. Um, if mine was God, and I just prayed. I prayed and prayed. I remember coming home, you know, doing the A wall stuff and rehabs and everything. I remember how that struggle was. I came home Christmas Eve. You know, sitting there and I remember sitting down the table with my parents and and uh, I just had the kids but, uh, and telling them I had a drug problem. You know, and everybody knew it. I didn't realize the appearance. Like I said, I went in the basic 142, 198, come out. Started my drug addiction a month later. Uh, I had literally dropped a whole person almost. Uh, I was down to about 117, 118 in a, in a month's time and in about a month month and a half's time. Uh I'm to being on, on the needle. Um it was bad. I but you know, I didn't see it. And but my parents did. They they weren't dumb, no one was dumb. But sitting there just, you know, coming home with my parents this Christmas present was taking off my uh long sleeve sweatshirt I had and track marks all over my arms and just my I needed help. And I, my da- my parents tried, but you know when people don't understand addiction, this was fairly new to us. I mean, it was something completely new. My parents never dealt with it, so uh, it was tough. You know, and I see it. I see it now as a grown older, seeing how how hard it is for someone who's never been in addiction or dealt with someone in addiction. Um, how it's hard to understand it, or why they would question or why people do what they do, and, you know, it wasn't a, to escape. I didn't I didn't become an addict to escape reality. I wouldn't be an addict to, to uh, numb any feelings. I mean, I was 18-year-old kid, so what what really did I have to numb? I, mean, I break up with a high school girl. I mean, nothing big, nothing major in life had, had hit me, you know, other than, you know, with the losing the loss of family, which those things at that time, yeah, it was a lot going on, but you can manage. And that's what I've learned going through with God was God's never going to put more on me than I can handle. And I know that. And there's no problem that I have is greater than God. So I, I, that's what's gotten me through it all. There's just my, my uh, faith in, in my Lord and Savior and knowing that I'm going to be with God one day uh, and my loved ones will be there and uh, he's going to fulfill his promise. You know, he's, he's, He's promised us to everlasting life as long as we believe that his son died on the cross for us and put all of our faith and our, our love in him. And that's all he wants. That's a, that's what we're to do daily is to give him his His glory, give him his thanks. And, you know, I, I've learned that throughout the year by doing that. Like I say the blessings are abundant. I, I'm blessed every day. I'm blessed to wake up, have the people that I do in my life. Uh, i, I I bet, you know, even though people, you go around, you sit here, all this, well, I heard, I heard, I heard. If like I tell people, well, you know what I heard? I heard sheep just like my Lord and Savior did because when you hear people tell someone's story, it's gossip. And I, I, I'd i rather be, hear it from the person that's telling the story because that's how we believe. You see, you know, people, nobody can tell you what your eyes have seen, what your what your ears have heard. Uh, only that's between you and God. And, uh the ultimate deal is when we do when we when we speak with God when we when we talk with God in our heart and, our and with uh, no malice no intent, it's the truth. Every word you tell every word you say people know is the truth, and uh, that's how the Bible. That's how we use the Bible. You know, where the Bible comes, we're seeing is believing. We want to see it to believe it. Uh, well, we've got it in black and white through Bible, but it's been translated a lot over and over through the years. So you know. Like with you, Pastor Billy, I know you had a calling to, to become a pastor. God came to you, and you you, you pray about it. It, it. Everybody has a different calling from him, and it's those those callings we have, you, you don't deny them. You can't deny them, and for years I did that. For years and years and years I've denied, but I've always carried them. And that's what I'm here to do is just keep spreading my message, helping people Dude, I, just by hearing my words, I'll never give anybody any advice at all. I'll never tell anybody what they need to do or what they what they should want to do because ultimately the only thing they should do, any of us, is to go to God first, pray about it, ask him what we should do, and he'll give us the answer. As long as you come to him with an open heart, an open mind, and your full intent is with him and knowing that he's going to get all the glory for whatever he blesses you with. He's gonna he'll give it to you. Now you can go to him and ask him what you want or what you think you need, and he'll give it to you. He will just just to show you, hey, do you believe in me? Which I'm telling you what you're supposed to have, or you you want to follow your own understanding and get what you think you want or need? I'll give it to you, but we'll see what happens. Uh That's it's. I that's how I see it every day. I, that's the way I live my life is just uh and it's great. It, I've like I said it's had its ups and downs, but I'm here, and I'm able to keep a smile on my face, and knowing that God's got my back, God's got my front, God's got my side, God God's got me. And I put His arm around every day, and that's how I'm here and able to sit here and visit with you on these these shows. And I, I just like I say if anybody's out there struggling with any addictions, any, and it's not just for addiction; it's for any hurts, habits, and hangups like the with celebrate Recovery, uh, I know it's faith-based, but and like say everybody's a believer. If you're a believer and you want that, you want that desire. You have that desire. It's not even a want. Just when you have that desire to change your life, to be able to wake up and say, "Hey, I'm done. I want this. I want something different." You can do it because, like, I say, my, 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 the Bible verses are there for you, and His words there for you. I can change all things through Christ who strengthens me, and you can, and all things are possible with God. There's, we're living proof. Every day we wake up and we're able to share our messages, and and that's that's what I encourage people to do is to share their message with whoever you can, however you can. Uh, I never used social media before. I knew I'm still using new electronic stuff, but um, pushing myself out there to be able to help will end Whatever situation they're in, relationship wise too. You know, it's funny because I can tell anybody how to, or you know, what they sh- how to keep a relationship, but I can't keep one myself. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's it's because I don't really I don't put a lot of investment into the relationship side. As far as that. I, I meet people, I relate to people, I help, them, and you know, it always comes back. To, we always get back to a God conversation somehow. And I see a lot of a lot of people change their lives, and they they have that desire to uh I, i've got my pages on facebook i do some stuff i've got a page on facebook that i use uh it's a resource it's i, I do mo- i i want to be a motivational speaker that's my end goal is to to get out here and do mo- do some ted talks and stuff like that and and i i've been through drug court i've learned a lot of how to use coping skills uh with addiction so yeah i just you know and even people that are out there that I, that I see that are in addiction it's it's crazy because even people that are still in active addiction. I encourage them to push people that are in sobriety and in recovery to continue with it because living a life of addiction, we all know, it least nowhere, it, it's it's not something that we ask for, but, you know, it's it's a life that lived. live. And I don't condone it. I, I, I'm not going to say that we condone it or anything like criminals or anything like that stuff, but uh, we're people, we're all human beings, we're all God's children. And I can't. I, who am I to give up on someone when God doesn't give up on me? God never turns his back on me. So, who am I to give up on someone else here on Earth? It's His child too. I'm, you know, we're all children of God. So, I just do my best with, with what I can and just tell people my life experiences and what I've been through in my life. And that—that's the best advice anybody can give anyone: is just tell your life story. You know, your life story is your—it's your—it's your who you are. Uh, You can stay and you can dwell in the past. You can live there. Or you can choose to do like, you know, I've learned through Bible verse, you know. But it's one thing I do. I'm forgiving myself for my past and I'm looking forward to what lies ahead. You know, God gave me a future to prosper, not to destroy. So all those pot, there's so much positivity that comes from Bible verses and from hearing people say the verses. That's what I encourage people to just uplift people with this country the way it is right now. God is, is, He's here with us, He's coming, and, but just as much as God is here, Satan's here too. Satan is coming too. Uh, uh I've been listening to a lot of the podcasts and stuff and a lot of the, uh, YouTube, the, the TikTok videos. It is absolutely, uh, it, it, like, it's an eye-opener, you know, to realize we we do, and I put a lot of faith in God. But we also have to remember, there's a time for Satan too, and Satan's showing himself a lot more these days. Uh, he, he he's not scared. He's not, he's coming out of shadows. He's coming out of dark. Yeah, uh, uh, and I, I start recognizing. that. I see it more and more, you know, with uh, people coming out of addiction. It's like I can we get to see God's work and how it works. We're, we're gonna we have we're, we have to have a, a uh, what is it? Uh, we're building His armies. He's he's, he's He's using his warriors. He's using his soldiers. Uh, I believe a lot of people. That's uh, where I started at. I went with, you know, where would be the biggest group that I could find people that would believe in God and understand, you know, could relate. We can talk. And we, we've been through addiction. We've been through hurt. We've been through pain. And we're not afraid to share our stories with each other. That's not where at all. I, that's where I got it. That's where I went to recovery. I went back to my where I used... Coping skills. Well, before any of that could happen, I had to go to God. So I thought, okay, well, let me hit the recovery group, the you know Facebook, Let me see what happens there. I started hitting groups where there were people with one a million followers. Well, I posted a post. My first, it was I got so tickled when I did. It. I posted a, a post in one of the groups, and it, it got over three thousand likes and shares. And I was like, holy cow! It just it, my heart swelled because you know people look for all those followers and everything, and I I, I get it. You have to if you run a business or if you're, you're trying to reach out to people, you want those followers. But what my gratification came from was that instant gratification. There's 3,000 people, over 3,000 people at that instance got my message. They got what I was putting out there and what I had felt needed to be out there. That was, it, it was just so awesome. And it, it, that's what I'm pushing for now is it, it's just people just need, don't worry about the followers. Share your, share your story with anybody and everybody who will listen. Uh, they're there for, and the reason it happens with past trust. God, somebody was intended for message, maybe for you, maybe for them. But there is a message in everybody's story, and uh, that's that's why I've enjoyed, you know, sharing with you, uh, sharing with several others. I've got a lot, of, a lot of supporters on Facebook now that I, I uh, talk with daily, and and asking for, you know, advice on how to sell stuff up. Like say, new technology, and and new to getting my message out there. You know, not being afraid. I'm not afraid to. Go out and tell people I am a believer. I do believe in God and I am here because of God. Are you there too? And if I can help them get if they don't know God or if it's like I say, everybody crosses the past for your reason for your reason. Stop ignoring the signs. You know, and that's what I did with you. With, yeah, yeah, Pastor really you, you you showed me that and talking to you is just I don't know stranger that part's been the best part is being able to share my story with whoever, however ugly it is. Um it's something that we, we're, we're meant to do, and it's a message that we carry out even through the Bible. That's what the Bible is. The Bible is a message. It's God's message carried out to us through the world, and we're, and we're, we're to share it. I mean, it's, one of his greatest commandments is to, to share his word and to love each other. We're to love each other, and when you see a brother, a fallen brother, you're supposed to reach down and pull him back up. And that's where our, our country's coming at. We're we're not one nation under God. We're not reaching that hand out and pulling our bodies back up. We're not, Everybody's out for themselves. Everybody wants to do for me, for me, for me, for me. I'm going to focus on me, 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 me. I get that. I understand that too. But focus on that relationship with God, because God's not selfish at all. He's only selfish with one thing, and that's our love for Him. That's true. Well, your story is a lot going on, and man, that's yeah. a very powerful story. And, and, and you know, and, um, and, I, and like I say, it's all glory to God for for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, but that's pretty much our time today. We're definitely going to have to do a part two. Yes, sir. Um, we'll do that in the next couple of days for sure. Um, thank you for anybody that's listening. Anybody that wants to listen, it will be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the link I shared all over Facebook. Um, hope everybody has a good week. Yeah, and, and perhaps before we we'll cut the cut there, and I'll leave with this last note, uh, just want to pray for everybody and let everyone know that we're all thinking about you. And if you're in a situation where you need someone, make sure you reach out. Reach out to people. Uh, use your voice and be heard. Uh, God, God's giving you a voice to be heard. We uh, I pray that you use it loudly, and I pray for everybody to have a blessed day. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen to that. All right. I will talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Thanks, Pastor Billy. Talk to you later. See ya.